What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Welcome to the Elevated Podcast, based on the best-selling books, Elevated and Excavated. I am your co-author, co-host, Virgil Herring, and joining me as always, co-host, co-author, Drew Maddox. Drew, how are we doing today? Doing so good, Virgil. I hope you are as well. Doing fantastic. Well, you can't get to the top if you're not willing to provide us a little exertion. Exertion's (laughs) the big word. Uh, It's usually attached to effort and your passion of the effort. When you think of exertion, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Well, when I think of exertion, I think um, this is definitely one that that we control. Yeah. You know, and so I I think that needs to be stated right up front. You know, I I think when you start to speak to exertion, it is directly tied to the level investment you're willing to make that has uncapped ceiling levels. Mm -hmm. You, You can exert with, with what you have within your being, obviously, we all have physical limitations and other factors, but mm-hmm. this is something we control yeah. from an effort, from an energy, from an attitude, from uh, an investment in, in making everybody around me better, mm-hmm. to exert everything that I have for the betterment of myself and others around me. So, you know, I, I, I just think about like, I, there's just something as an athlete that you feel, and I still feel it at 46, you know, gray shirt that is now turned dark sweat dripping off the front of my nose can't it's just so tired and exhausted i can't even pick up that water bottle to even take another sip yep. because i've exerted myself and invested my whole being into my physical conditioning or stretching my mindset mm-hmm. or really you know trying to grow my emotional capacity there's just a sense of well-being that comes over you when you know you've exerted everything within your power yeah. and invested in a moment in time. Yeah. And when I'm thinking of exert, I look at there's always something about somebody's motor. Mm. So the first person I think of when it comes to having a motor is Russell Westbrook. Yes. Now, it's not like it used to be. And I get that. But I'm here to tell you, if you're new to basketball fandom <laughs> and you're calling him Westbrick and and yeah. all the things that he's been dealing with later in his career with this past year, first, certainly with the Lakers, you may have missed somebody who could I – mean, he just never stopped. I mean, yeah. he was going full bore up and down the court, offense or defense, at a, at a battery pack that have, I have not ever seen in basketball. Yeah. yeah. And I just like, wow. And then you have like – there are certain people. I'm trying to think of that long-haired guy that played Troy Polamalu for the Steelers. Oh gosh, like, yes. Le- I mean, just left it on the field mm. every game. I think about like Ray Lewis. Oh, yeah. oh, just left it all. There's yeah. nothing left. Steve McNair. Yeah. I mean, left it all. There's there's nothing left. In you cannot debate whether you're like him or you're a fan or not of the people you just mentioned. 
that those people did not exert everything they had within competition. Yeah. And I guess maybe one of the first pictures that I ever saw in exertion was in an AFC championship game way back in the day between, I believe it was the Bengals and the Chargers and Mm -hmm. Kellen Winslow, who was a tight end for the Chargers, had like 17 catches for 200 yards. Yeah. He was almost every third play, he was being helped off the field with cramps. Mm. And then with one second left in the game, he comes out on the field and he blocks the field goal attempt that stops oh, gosh. the Bengals from getting I didn't in know that story. to the playoffs. Wow. And at the end, like it used to be what was the, as the NFL commercial yeah. was ending, it was Cullen Winslow with the towel over his head, arms draped mm. over two guys, dragging him off the field because after he blocked the field goal, he couldn't get up. So when you talk about laying it all out, that is, oh, he just there was nothing left in the tank. I just got, I just got chills. I've, I know that that image. I didn't know the story behind the image. Yeah, I know exactly that picture that you're talking about. That's one of my very first memories of my childhood. Wow, is that game? That's incredible. And like, I just like, like, how proud do you have to be? Of like if you're if you're Kellen Winslow's dad or yeah. your mom or the people that have been there through the grind to have one of the greatest displays of human performance occur and at the the moment where he saves the game blocks the field goal yeah. he literally is so dead that he can't even get himself up off the turf. I think we'd all dream to live our life doing whatever it is that we do. Yeah to put that kind of effort into our day-to-day life that every once in a while yeah. we have to be helped up off the floor yeah. because we've literally given it all. Wow. To be able to give it all. Yeah. That says something about somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. I think it's really hard. It's getting harder for people to give it all Yeah. because of the culture that we're dealing with, which in that, that highlight real Instagram world mm. that if, if you're not always braggadociously celebrating how awesome you yeah. are you can't uh you can't yeah. celebrate and, and it makes it hard to invest all that you have for fear of it not working out yep and i see that that's we i talked about we talked about this on maybe two or three podcasts ago i think one of that's one of the biggest limiting pieces we have mm-hmm. is people are afraid to let it all out because they have a misconception of what greatness looks like yeah and, and there's a, a afraid of failing, but it's not necessarily the failing. It's the it's the fear that others will find out find out that you failed. Yeah. That is such a powerful force that I can't exert everything that I have, or invest all that I am, or take a risk to put myself out there, yeah. because therefore I may look silly in the eyes of whoever you care to sure. get their opinion from. That's right. It's just so backwards now. And so I, I, I know you see, you know, we're raising our kids to be young men. And, and in my case, young men and my daughters, like, no, like, don't hold back. You're playing small. You're playing defense with your life when you are holding back and not exerting yourself because you're the fear of whatever that may be that is paralyzing you yeah. from stepping into the arena and exerting yourself with full effort, full investment, full energy. Um, and so, therefore, you, you've made yourself less than before you even, before it's even begun. Yeah. And I, sometimes, you know, Jordan Peterson talks on this a lot, which is, you know, because we truly haven't struggled as a nation in some time, 
that we don't really know what struggle looks like. Yeah. So we invent struggles that aren't real struggles, and it actually ends up demeaning the the process and the chase to be the best that you can be mm-hmm. because we don't really know how bad bad can get. We just we create this bad that's really not that bad. You know, Jordan was like, we've never lived in a safer or better world than we do right now. Mm. But yet, if you watch the news, you're not sure that there's never been a more dangerous time to live. And it's just a dichotomy of truth between what's really out there versus what they want you to hear is out there. Yeah. And I'm just to the point where at the end of the day, all we have control, there are many things we have control over, but our effort level yes. and our ability, our ability and desire to exert to the point of giving it all. It's never been easier to stand out than it is today. Yeah. And that's one way that you can definitely show it. Yeah. Is there just aren't many people that are willing to run their battery that low. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love the, the, the Russell Westbrook because he gets a lot of criticism, obviously. And, um, and I could be highly critical of him in certain aspects when mm-hmm. I watch him play or I watch maybe the type of teammate he is, but I think sometimes it can be misconstrued. Yeah. I think it comes from a place now forget the shooting stuff. Like that's, let's not talk about that. I, where he starts to uh, really generate a debate around who he is, is he, is he selfish? Is he a good teammate? Is he good for the locker room? Is he toxic? Those kind of yeah. things. Now, I do believe this about him, and I don't know him from anybody. I've never spent time with him or talked to him, so let me make that disclaimer. But just looking from the outside in, it, it, if you just isolate him and start to look at him, I do think it can come from a great place because I think it's cut very s- similarly like a Kobe Bryant. I took the words right out of my mouth. And so yeah. we, we the, the very things that we glorify and highlight as it relates to Kobe's story or even a Jordan saying, you're going to come with me or else type leadership, I think it's misconstrued as it relates to Russell Westbrook in a lot of times because I do think it's coming from the same place of wanting to exert yourself to do whatever it takes mm-hmm. and to make everybody else around me rise so that we can be successful. Yeah, I actually think that the answer is there is the only reason why we don't celebrate Russell Westbrook because he's never won. Mm-hmm. Back to our word last week. <laughs> as it ties to exalted. <laughs> that he hasn't ever won, so he doesn't get the credit. Because I remember so I've, there's multiple times Gosh. that I've listened to interview, whether it's Shaq, Fox, uh, Robert Horry, like – they would get on Kobe because he wouldn't pass the ball. Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. 
What's up, folks? Anthony Armstrong here. Bob Pop, along with Super Bowl champion Carl Banks. Hey, NFL fans. This is Solomon Wilcox, former NFL safety and host of the Believe in Bengals podcast. Catch my show and all 32 Believe NFL podcasts. Listen in to former players give their inside perspective on your favorite team. Search Believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast. It's always football season, wherever you listen. So they got on Shaq because Shaq's the only person that could talk to Kobe. So Shaq's like, hey, man, <laughs> why aren't you passing the ball? He goes, I'm not passing the ball to guys that show up on time for basketball practice and leave right as practice is over. Yeah. They don't put the time and they don't put the work in to be great. So I'm not passing them the damn ball, <laughs> Shaq. <laughs> if they're not going to put in the same kind of effort that it takes to be great as I do. Yeah. I'm not passing the ball. Therefore, Rebound. I don't trust them. Yeah. Rebound. Yeah. Play better defense. Yeah. Make your own opportunities because I know what I've worked for and I'm not letting you, you know, I'm not letting you strip it away because you're, I'm going to pass it to an unprepared person. Yeah. I'll just shoot the ball yeah. or I'll pass it to you, Shaq. Yeah. You know, and he even got to the point where later in his career, he was like, you're, you're overweight. You're not working out hard. Get my rebounds. <laughs> you know, you want to score? Yeah. Yeah. Get my rebounds. <laughs> And, you know, I think that Russell Westbrook has the same – He man, I just can't imagine how much he goes. Yeah. I mean, it's just so ferocious. I mean, he's up and down the court. Yeah. Fools. There is no coast. Yeah. There's no third gear in Russell no. Westbrook. That's right. It's stop or fifth gear. It's yeah. full speed. <laughs> and the only reason why it hasn't – he has not put on that mantle. And I would even say that if he wins it with the Lakers this year, which is – doesn't even seem possible. No. But if he did win it with the Lakers this year, he still wouldn't be celebrated because it's way past his prime. Right. And it'd still be like AD and LeBron right. celebration. And thanks for coming along, Russell. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's too late for him to, to be truly honored yeah. for what he's yeah. meant to the game. And it just is what it is. No different than Charles Barkley or Carmelo Malone. Yeah. It's John Stockton. Yeah. Great players that never won. Yeah. So in that back to last week's word, how all the words always seem to tie together. Yeah. So the very thing that we celebrate as it relates to the qualities of exertion with Kobe and a Jordan are the very things that we also hold over Westbrook's head because what we deem as exalting holding a trophy up has has missed him. That's right. So therefore, the qualities can't be those of Jordan and Kobe. So we punish him with our criticism and opinions that he's selfish, that he's isolated, that he's, you know, only about Russell when it's, I think it's cut of the exact same cloth because you cannot debate his motor, his effort level and what he exerts every night. Oh man. It's impressive. Yeah. It's impressive. And to me, I, I, that's what I'm always in search of for me is like, you know, you, you, it's interesting how also, I was just to point it at myself, right? You, you, know, you get on a really good run in your life, you know, 10, 12-year run of great success, and it's just impossible to sustain that for 40 straight years. Yeah. And you're just going to have a couple of bad years. So, like, I'm, you know, I'm going through kind of a, a rough patch, and I'm like, it makes you, it makes you pause mm. a little bit. Like, was all of that, that success – 
fake? Was it where? Like, did I fall off the process wagon somewhere along the <laughs> yeah. line? Did you know where did I? And sometimes you do. Yeah. And sometimes you, you your process and your your effort level was there, and somebody else just brought it. Yeah. And it was their time. But that doesn't mean that you don't dust your pants off and reassess yeah. and figure out how you're gonna how you're gonna catch up to that now. Yeah. You know, and that's like to me, that's where I'm I'm spending my time now. It's like I wanna like if I'm if I am being if people are catching up, people are passing, it's either one, right? Of like where I am. Did I drop the ball somewhere? Or is somebody else's passion uh at an all-time high. Yeah. And now how long are they going to sustain it? Right. You know, because for every Michael Jordan that had an incredible run for a long time, Tiger Woods, incredible run for a long time. There's also people that have one-year, two-year runs. VJ Singh yeah. had a great two-year run where he took down Tiger for, as number one. And, you know, in between the Bulls runs was a Houston Rockets spurt and then a Spurs spurt. But at the end of the day, it's the sustaining of the exertion yeah. how long can you sustain it and at the end of the day you know goggins makes it his entire life off of yeah. you know exert more than you think you can because you know we know that there's still more yeah even when you think that there's not and how that that mentality if you put it in one part of your life you can get it in two as soon as you get it in two you got three and if you get it in three parts of your life it's almost part of your life yeah, yeah. Because you you can't help but it's just who you it's are. Just who you are. It's just who you and are. that's to you me can't that's deny what it. Yeah, yeah. So that's a, I think it's important. Everybody has to learn how to self assess. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, and and how truthful you are to yeah. your self assessment ultimately dictates the yeah. the success you're about to have. Yeah. And sometimes you just got to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. And well, not you have to be honest, but sometimes it's easier to be honest when everything's going great. Yeah. It's yeah. not easy when it's not going great. No. And the the ability to like to be able to discern between I did what I was supposed to do, I followed my price, I got and I got beat versus cut some corners, didn't think that that was gonna matter this time, and let a couple things slip through your fingers and yeah. now it's time to, you know, you know, rally the troops and yeah. let's get back at it again. Yeah. And turn the volume up one yeah. more time. Yeah. And it's obviously easier said than done because it takes a lot of it's usually painful to be that brutally honest with yourself. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we're coming off of a pandemic where we're seeing, much like we figured we were going to see uh, two years ago, is like we're starting to see the, the the mental effects of a pandemic. And people are struggling. And they're like the, the energy and the bandwidth to fight mm. is at, at, at a low. Once, you know, and therein lies the question is, how much are we struggling versus how much we are really struggling? Yeah. But your perception is well, how you see it. And if you get too close to the struggle, it can bring you down. Yeah. That's why being able to self-assess is super critical because self-assessment is going to be controlling your controllables. Yeah. And exertion yeah. is a controllable. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think there's moments in your life and I've you're you're describing being very vulnerable right now too and i don't know you know you're sharing elements of your story and to connect it to elements of my story you know i felt like coming especially out of the pandemic my exertion level started to be stunted if you would 
yeah. which was tied to my growth and, and, and more my potential of who I was becoming. I, I could feel like what I once thought was exertion, I was hitting ceiling levels and I knew there was more, but I needed to open my heart and my mind to more yeah. so I could know what a new exertion level was. Because I back to your point to Goggins, there is more. We just may not understand how to get to those levels. We don't know how to push through those barriers to 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 get to that untapped exertion that still exists within us. Yeah. And so what I'm very thankful for, if you ask me like over the last year of this new season I'm in, the exertion measurement has gone to a different level. And now I know my capacity so much more than I ever once thought it was. Yeah. And so now I'm able to do things, create things, innovate or see things that I would have never seen because my exertion level was tapped. Yeah. If that even makes sense. Mm-hmm. And and so I think that's the one thing in my growth, the exertion measurement has moved up a level to more than what I once thought was possible. Yeah. And I think everybody has that within them. And it doesn't have to be a career changer. It just has to be what whatever it is. And I do think a lot of times that comes through struggle and hardship. Yeah. It's the only way that you can start to see the new levels of exertion that are possible. Mm-hmm. 100%. And I think it's so, it's so interesting to, to the way you said that, because, you know, when you, when you're in that place, named one of the best personal finance podcasts the stacking benjamin show with joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun i got an email today from the lenpenzo.com hr department i find oh. it really interesting i'm an employee of one at this company so but somebody from the hr department sent me an email telling me that i had a raise if i just opened the attachment i could see how much my raise was make sure you click on the links that are in there too <laughs> oh absolutely They're yeah safe. i can't wait this is i'm excited Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. And you're you're struggling. You know, it's it's that the long term view versus the short term view is not easy to take. And much like Doctor Rotella says in one of his books, which is like if you do all the right things and you follow the right processes, you control your controllables and do everything you can. There's no way that you won't succeed. Yeah. I just don't know when that's going to happen. Right. Right. And patience is another controllable. Such a good point. And sometimes the social media world that we live in makes people get impatient because everybody else seems to be doing it. When's it going to be my turn? Right. But historically, you take out the social media era. So 2007 and backward, you know, every book was ever written was how patience and the consistency of your effort level over and over and over again will ultimately show whether you deserve to be in the elite yeah. status or not. It's not always, you know, you're not always Michael Jordan. You come out of college and you lead the NBA in scoring. It's obvious you're the best player in the in the game. But there were, but for every Michael Jordan, there is many Tim Duncan's mm-hmm. and Kawhi Leonard's mm-hmm. and people that, for windows of time. After putting a lot of time and work in, get to that place where they're considered the best mm-hmm. right now. Now, Kawhi Leonard's was one year. Tim Duncan's maybe three. Michael was 12. Mm-hmm. You know, Tiger, 12 or 13 years of complete and total dominance. You know, that's what separates the the storied people versus people that are, you know, very good. Yeah. But they all demonstrated the longevity 
of effort and exertion. Yeah. And even though Kawhi Leonard's, you know, place in history is shorter than Michael Jordan's, buddy, he got to be the he got to be at the top. He saw what it was like, mm-hmm. even for a short amount of time. And all of that came through his tireless effort. Another player that doesn't get celebrated enough for all that he brings to the table is Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he does it all. I can't wait to see him back out there. You know, he missed the whole year last year with the, um, you know, his ACL. Yeah. And he's, I mean, he's a thorn. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he he's shuts down LeBron. Yeah, he's on a force, D. isn't he? He's a force. Both fo- sides of the both ball. Both sides of yeah. the ball. Yeah. And I just think that, you know, we think of Kobe and Michael Jordan for that both sides of the ball tenaciousness. But, man, Kawhi Leonard just hasn't lasted as long as those two guys. But, my goodness, like that's what, I, that's what I'm searching for right now is I want to have that, that – I want to see how long I can make it run. And it might seem like – what I seem like is a down. It's not really down. It may just not be ascending as a, as, mm-hmm. as a rapid rate as I have in, in previous times, right? And sometimes you're – you can get skewed, yeah. Which is why I, right now I'm in a very powerful self-assessment phase yeah. of what I'm, what am I doing? Because at the end of the day, uh, I got to take where I am right now as where is it really? Yeah. Not how it feels. Yeah. Where is it really? Yeah. And oftentimes I've been around so many coaches like you're never as great as you think you are, and you're never as bad as you think you right. are. You're always somewhere in between. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, I talked about it in my book. My high school basketball coach, Andrew Wirtz, was so phenomenal at figuring out ways. He was militaristic in his delivery and the way he coached. But he was a master at knowing, you know, we talked about it before. You know, he knew how to be Dr. Phil and he knew how to be Oprah. Now, he enjoyed Dr. Phil more than Oprah. I enjoy Oprah more than Dr. Phil. Yeah. But he figured out a way to get an un, like a, a kid like me who loved the offensive side of basketball. Yeah. And I didn't dislike ba- defense. I just wasn't as passionate about defense positioning angles and stuff like that. And he just figured out a way to make the entire team. He was an unbelievable leader. He made the entire team fall in love with – you know, well, I guess it's that in high school, it's 32 minutes of hell, so yeah. to speak. Right. You know, four, yeah. eight minute quarters. Yeah. And we played, we played way above our skill level as a cohesive unit, as a small school in PA competing against a lot of bigger schools. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, and it was, he brought it out of us. He brought that in when I think that at the end of the day, his level of exertion as a coach, mm-hmm. we were trying to match that with being one quarter of the guy's age for that matter. Yeah. Trying to bring a level of energy on the court as players as he brought yeah. as a coach. And I think that that's an intangible piece as a coach as well Yeah, is your level of exertion. Yes, no doubt. And some people's exertion shows up differently. Bill Belichick's level of exertion seems very subdued, mm. except that he's probably doing it 20 hours a day for 25 weeks a year, <laughs> you know, mm. and – there, there's that weird place between the longevity and the speed. You know, there's a difference between Usain Bolt and the 
the guy from the the highest mountains in Africa that wins the Boston Marathon, like in his sleep, it's so easy for yeah. him. You know, which one celebrated more the fastest, but maybe who deserves as much credit as somebody who can keep up that pace for that long. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of ways to judge success. Yes. And that's the most important thing for me to help yeah. people understand is that you get to tell yourself whether you left it all out yeah. there or not. And that is success. Don't let somebody else dictate yeah. your success and whether you feel like you're worthy of anything that you're getting because yeah, that's that's out of your control. Yeah. And oftentimes we are in search of accolades that are out of our control. And that's the only thing that will make us feel like we've done something. And that's a sad place. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a sad place. Yeah, I, w- I would want to close with um, really the a, a mirror analogy. And I love what you're saying because when you look in the mirror, you know, there's a gap that exists between what reality is and the truth you're willing to accept. Yeah. And there's a gap there. And being able to tell yourself the truth and look in the mirror and really have an honest conversation to shrink that gap between reality and what what I thought happened and what really happened Mm -hmm. is really maybe the difference between you going to a new exertion level. Yeah. So back to the, all the way back to the beginning, exertion is something that you do control. It is a controllable. You do control your, your effort level, you control your attitude level, your level of investment, your energy level, on and on and on. Those honest conversations as you look in the mirror could be the difference between where you are today and the levels that you're becoming. 100%. Well, thank you for making us part of your week. Uh, We look forward to joining you next week. If you're interested in our books, you can find them on Amazon.com. And if you are ever needing any assistance, uh, any conversation to help you take your career to the next level, please reach out to us via direct message on social media. And Drew and I will be happy to get with you. You'll have a wonderful week. Every week, Michael Rosenbaum is getting deep with someone new on the Inside of You podcast. Let's get inside of Shelly Hennick. So Obliterated's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I had the best time. And it was great. challenging, but it was like the show. It doesn't always happen. Everybody's trying to make a show and you're this not. This was a dream. It's no fun. Genuinely. That's and if it beautiful. wasn't, I would just keep my mouth shut and talk about something else. Like, yeah, it like, was. Hey, it was fine. Because yes. I've done that. I've asked people and they're like, you know. Yeah. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Wherever you listen.